Welcome back to the DeCesare Group Podcast, a podcast where we discuss the latest economic development and business news in South Central Kentucky. I'm Jim DeCesare. On each podcast, I'll talk to individuals and decision makers who are in the know about the region's economy and business landscape. The DeCesare Group Podcast complements our newsletter, Silky Economic Development and Business News, and you can subscribe on our website, thedeCesareGroup.com. And make sure you follow us on social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, on this week's podcast, I recently sat down with Laura Bowles, the chair of the Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce Young Professionals Program, and Jessica Carver, the chair of Leadership Bowling Green, two outstanding programs. Now, the Leadership Bowling Green uh, program is an exclusive opportunity for established and emerging leaders to become immersed in learning about our community. Leadership Bowling Green has over 1,100 alumni, and it's a highly competitive process. This program is for the more seasoned professionals. While the Bowling Green Young Professionals are individuals ages 21 to 40 who are members of the Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce. The group's mission is to engage and empower the next generation of business and community leaders to shape the region. Here's my conversation with Laura Bowles and Jessica Carver. Hey, Laura, thanks for being on the DeCesare Group Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing great. So let's talk about yourself, first of all. Who are you and what you do? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my name is Laura Bowles. I work for Anderson Hospitality Group, where I'm the sales director for three of the hotels here in town. That's the Fairfield Inn and Suites, the Town Place Suites. Those are both Marriott properties. And then the True by Hilton, and all of those are over on Cave Mill Road. All right. So uh, tell us how you got involved with the Bowling Green Young Professionals. Okay. So I joined Bowling Green Young Professionals in 2018. I'm originally from the area and a WKU grad, but I did move away for a few years. So when I moved back, I knew I needed to get reacquainted with my community and get involved. And also, so much had changed in the time I was gone, and BGYP kind of helped address all of that for me. Mm-hmm. And then a few months went by, and I was asked to be involved with the Professional Development and Events Planning Committee. And then in early 2020, I was nominated and elected to be a part of the Leadership Committee. Awesome. Yeah, and so last year I was the co-chair, and now this year I'm the chair, which is also my last year on the leadership committee at BGYP. Gotcha. So just so you know, once you get involved with the chamber, you're, you're like a lifer. You're going to be there forever. I so, figured that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, tell us about the mission and purpose of the Bowling Green Young Professionals. So first and foremost, our purpose is to retain and recruit young prof- professionals to stay in our community or to move into our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three key components of focus for our group specifically, professional development, civic engagement with local nonprofit organizations, and then network opportunities with other like-minded YPs. And so the past two years in 22 and 23, our group has really focused on keeping our YPs in the know on all the exciting developments and attractions coming to our community. We host quarterly lunch and learns where we typically bring in speakers that have a vested stake in our community and have big plans for the region. So uh, tell us more about the uh, quarterly lunch and learns and the community tours and some of the things that you all are into. Okay, Um, so our lunch and learns are fantastic. Um, Our group recently hosted Judge Gorman and Mayor Alcott to speak to their specific roles in our community and how they work together to continue to grow Bowling Green. And we've also had Talia Butler and Brett Childers provide us with an update on the development of Bowling Green's downtown district. And we also had John Cox, the Director of Public Affairs, informing us on legislative bills that are being passed in Frankfurt that pertain to YPs and our careers. 
And then in November, we're hosting Sharon Bronner, who is the CEO of the National Corvette Museum, and Greg Waldron, Waldron, the executive director of the Motorsport Park, to share their plans for the museum and the Motorsports Park and developing this into an even bigger attraction. Right. And and the community tours, <clears throat> what's that all about? Oh, so um, we recently did a tour of Crown, Cork, and Seal for their plant. So we got to see the process of creating a can from start to finish. And we also got to see how they serve as clients globally, like Celsius Energy Drinks and High Noon Seltzers. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing a tour of the Geo International High School here in town. Mm-hmm. That school is the first and only four-year high school for international and refugee students in the state of Kentucky. All right. So are, uh, are, are, the, are the YPs or the young professionals involved in any community service activities? What, do you, what are y'all doing for the community now? Oh, absolutely. Um, in providing our YPs with information about the community, it's extremely important to our group to not just talk about the community, but to be a part of it. So we partner with nonprofits each quarter and choose these local entities that relate to our mission and our goal for the group. Some of the nonprofit partners we've worked with include the Warren County Public Library, Habitat for Humanity. This week we'll be going to New Beginnings Therapeutic Riding. And then at Christmas time, we do a big Christmas party for the Family Enrichment Center. And so each one of these nonprofits offers serving opportunities that allow our groups to be hands-on and make a difference. And additionally, they feed into our mission for the group. That's awesome. Those are all great groups. And uh, uh, the uh, in, the Family Enrichment Center, of course, has a, a special place in our heart because our content contributor, mm-hmm. Amy DeCesare, has been on their board for probably 25 years. Oh, wow. 20, 25 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's awesome. I, and that's good to know that, you know, we've got young professionals in, in the area that are not only trying to further their careers but they're also giving back to the community because that's that's really what it's all about and at the end of the day is you know being a part of the community that you live work and raise your family in so why is it important for young professionals to engage with other like-minded young professionals so our group really focuses on networking opportunities because as we know this group is the future of our community fostering these relationships is crucial in continuing to build and create a better community Many members find great connections that allow them to grow their personal business or their personal careers. Awesome. Well, appreciate all that you're doing uh, to grow young professionals within the Bowling Green Warren County area. Now we're going to segue over to Jessica Carver. Okay. All right. Now we're going to talk with Jessica Carver about Leadership Bowling Green. All right, Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with Leadership Bowling Green. Well, like you said, I'm Jessica Carver, and I work at the College Heights Foundation at WKU. Go Tops! Yes, and um, and so uh, I think WKU just is a really big part of the community, as is the College Heights Foundation. And so um, I had thought for years and years, just hearing about people's experiences with leadership, Bowling Green, that I wanted to apply. But there's a lot of dates, and you need to make all the dates. Mm-hmm. Work on your calendar for the year. So um, it wasn't until 2019 that I was able to apply and was accepted into the program. And I will say it's been one of the most meaningful experiences of my life. I mean, I've met so many people that I talk to, that I go eat lunch with, that I connect with, that I work with. Um, over the past few years. And then it's been really cool to extend that and be the the co-chair for the class of 23 and then the chair for the class of 2024. And then also the class of 22, I was able to help with their retreat too as well. That's so awesome. 2019, best class ever. 
I, you know what? I was I was actually part of two classes because I had to miss a couple meetings, and so I had to you come were one back. Of those. Uh, yeah, well, we had some issues, but anyhow, <laughs> I guess I did this what twenty something years ago, and I, you know, I still connect with those people today. I mean, a lot of them I see every day, and uh, the, those are friendships and relationships that that last literally for decades. So it's a wonderful program. So tell us about the mission of Leadership Bowling Green. Well, the mission is for class members to explore the community, connect with others, and it's to really inspire them to champion for Bowling Green and be a big part of the community once they're done with the program. Um, I know that, um, and you know this too, and we all talk about it all the time, anybody that's from here that's lived here for a long time, is how special Bowling Green is. And I think part of that is because um, there are so many of us that are facilitators, coordinators, um, connectors in the community that that have the mindset that we want to live here, we want to raise our families here, we want to see it grow and thrive. And um, I think this program really just opens your eyes even more to um, all of the opportunities that are available and things that you didn't know exist. And like you said, the connections that you make. Um, as you said, you did it, what, 20 years ago? So this program... something years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been around... Um, we're, we're coming up on like 40, something, 40 years almost in yeah. 2025. So um, 1985 was the first graduating class. So um, it's it has a long history. Um, there's tons of alumni that are also still part of it that come back to be day chairs and do different things. So um, I think that there's huge employer benefits. I know it is kind of hard or scary if you're letting that, that person go that's important to your company or your organization for one day a month and then a couple of retreats. But it is worth it because they are out there. They're making those connections. They're being seen. Um, and they're, it's just bringing value. Absolutely. Uh, what professional learning and network opportunities do class members of Leadership Bowling Green have? Well, um, a lot of the program is based on the seven habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey. Yes. And so you're going to learn um, and read about all of those each week and um, divide it into groups and then... Um, your, your class members will present on those each week, too, and just give you a little deeper dive cool. into each habit. Um, they didn't have that when I went through it. Yeah. So. Well, I know. I know. They're building upon it every year. Yeah. I think um, even since I've been through it, like the next thing that I'm going to mention, it, that wasn't something that we did in 2019. It's been a newer addition, but I think it, another value add is the Gallup Strength Finder and, and then a coaching session. So you take the the Strength Finder test and learn what your your biggest strengths are, which um, I like communication and woo and positivity <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> all those good um, things. All those things. So um, I, I love stuff like that. But not everybody, you know, depending on which area of the workforce you're in, does those kind of um, like strength finders or, mm -hmm. you know, um, any of the other, like the disc or all those assessments. So it's a good opportunity to be able to do that and then get a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with somebody who's going to explain to you what that means and how to capitalize it on it in your profession and, and as part of the class and for the community. Um, there's also seven immersive program days. And so we do agribusiness, eco economy and tourism, education and workforce, Health and Human Services, Law and Justice, Media and Arts Day, and then a Government Agency. And then there's two retreats that book in those. So you've got your first retreat where everybody's kind of like, yeah, oh, who, who are they? Nobody's I, talking. I don't nobody, know these people. Yeah. And, um, and Travis Keller does an awesome job, like, 
building up that, you know, doing those team building up exercises and making sure everybody's getting comfortable with each other. And, um, and then the last retreat is like the really fun one where you're, you go off and you're kind of away from Bowling Green and everybody can, um, learn more about how, um, different areas of Kentucky tie back to Bowling Green and then just let loose and have fun too. So, yeah, because by then you all are really good friends because you, you, over that year or eight or nine months or whatever, uh, you really get to know each other during that time. And, and you know, I've been a part of some of these programs, especially the government one. Uh, I've spoken to that group uh, several times when they've had that one. And then, you know, I remember agribusiness was kind of my favorite because we spent the day at Western's Farm. Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just, just so much fun. Did you guys have the cow activity? Yeah. And here, <laughs> here's the thing, though. That was like the, the beginning of cell phones. And so do you still have the no cell phone rule? Yes. Um, it was, a, I feel like the COVID year got a little bit more lenient yeah. just because um, the, lots of things were happening. Yeah. But yeah, we try to make it where, you know, block out your time, plan your time well, uh, give breaks. And so that was the first year that, that, you know, cell phones were kind of, you know, everybody had one and it was really hard for people to put them down. You know, if you call came in, you wanted to go grab it, but you couldn't do it during leadership Bowling Green. And that's, that's a good reason why. Because Didn't even you, have texting. Right. Yeah, we didn't even have texting then. I mean, golly, I'm dating myself here. All right. Uh, and then, of course, the the retreats are, are phenomenal fun. Mm-hmm. And so, anyhow, um, does Leadership Bowling Green class participate in any community service as well? I know the answer to this, but I want to ask you. Yes, and it's it has um, definitely been different iterations of that throughout its history. And so I know when I was in a class, we had one big class project that we did, and it was with Bowling Green Junior High School, and we created like a counseling space for them and raised money and just completely transformed this room in the school. Um, so that was really cool. And now um, this year, this like starting last year and this year as well, um, they wanted to have more of an impact on all kinds of nonprofits in the area. And so, um, they are accepting submissions, um, for nonprofits to put forth a community service project. And last year they selected seven. So they had several, seven different weekends or weeknights that they went and volunteered for, you know, three to, I think up to like six hours. Um, the whole class participated in at least two of those. Nice. And, um, and they ended up doing 272 hours of community service with seven different nonprofits. And they didn't um, even get told to by a judge. Th- no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so, yes, it would all volunteer. And then, um, and they really kept track of, again, all those hours and, they helped it, kids on the block and they were like, we cleaned this many puppets. We sent, mailed out this many yeah. um, letters for, for Ashley Reynolds or whoever. And, um, and I think that's the wonderful thing too, because a lot of those folks that are associated with those programs either have board members or um, executive directors or folks that work in those areas that have done the program. Oh yeah. So they know how good it is to utilize the program as well. So all comes full circle. That's awesome. All right. So tell me why the chamber supports these programs the Boulder green area chamber that is yeah i think that one of the biggest things is talent retention and talent development um everybody talks about it all the time we have a a workforce issue we want more people um good talent to come here and grow here and stay here and um so we want people invested in the community and then i think the more the person knows about the community um the more they're likely to care about it and then more likely they will be to stay. Yeah. And that's the main thing. We want we don't want people to leave. We want them to stay here. Yeah. We want them to come out of Western or 
or Sky CTC or whatever and put in roots right here, uh, raise your family, stick around for a long time. All right, final question for you. Uh, how can someone participate in Leadership Bowling Green? So um, this is an application process. And um, like I said, it's, it's, it's highly competitive. We had 60 folks apply last year and we accepted 34 into yeah. the most recent class. So um, and, and keep trying too. you know, um, it's a it's a really great program. Um, and, and there is opportunity if you didn't get in one year to get in the next year. And, um, I think really kind of building upon, um, the Bowling Green young professionals, a lot of those folks are really good pipeline, mm-hmm. uh, for leadership Bowling Green. Um, if you're part of those kind of programs or other things in the community, you should definitely think about applying next year. Super. All right. Now we're going to bring Laura back in here real quick and we're going to basically ask her the same question. How can someone participate in Bowling Green Young Professionals? So you can join online by filling out an application of interest form. Uh, You can also encourage your employers to invest in your YPs to help with our talent and workforce development in our community. Or if you're already a member, you can start getting involved in some of our committees and apply for leadership next year. I don't know if I asked you this, but is there an age limit on the young professionals? Uh, It's 21 to 40. Crap. (laughs) We can make we can make an exception. All right, I'm good with that. <laughs> we'll see it. what we can do. I, I have the heart of a 25 year old. That's all that matters. Thanks again to Laura Bowles with the Bowling Green Young Professionals and Jessica Carver with Leadership Bowling Green. And special thanks to Lauren Turner with the Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce for coordinating this week's podcast. And, of course, she's a super fan of the DeCesare Group podcast. And thank you for listening. Check out and subscribe to our newsletter, Silky Economic Development and Business News at the thedeCesareGroup.com. And like and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can download the DeCesare Group podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and make sure you subscribe and write a review if you like what you hear and keep listening to hear from industry leaders, business owners, and experts about the latest economic development and business activities in South Central Kentucky. Today's program is produced by the DeCesare Group. Our engineer is our very own young professional, Justin DeCesare, with content contributions from Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. Until next time, I'm Jim DeCesare.